Welcome to the A Better Way to Farm podcast, where we share serious secrets about profitable farming. We appreciate you taking the time to join us, and we hope that you'll love the knowledge we share not only with you today, but also in future episodes. So let's get right into it. All right, this is Andrew Moore here on the A Better Way to Farm podcast. This is a bonus episode coming at you, and we are very excited today because we are taking over. Normally, you guys would hear from Rod, but he's too cool to be here right now. So I'm here with some of my friends, and the topic of discussion today is youth and agriculture. As a matter of fact, all of our panelists today are under the age of 20, and they are leaders within their schools and within the ag industry. So we're very excited. First of all, um, most of you may know Kayla. Kayla is a team member here at A Better Way to Farm. Uh, Some things Kayla has done. She has been the Iowa representative to the World Food Prize. She's also been involved in various uh, science fair activities for over six years now. We're very glad she's joining us today. My friend Jacob Knabel from Missouri is with us. He is a former state vice president of the Missouri FFA Association. He is an ag education leadership major at the University of Missouri. He comes from a non-traditional farming background with two calves, uh, a dog, a cat, some banana peppers, and some various other plants. And we also have my friend Matthew Morgan with us. He is another former state vice president of the Missouri FFA Association. He's been very active in uh, 4-H and other youth activities. He also comes from a diversified crop and livestock operation. And then finally, we have my good friend, Bree. Bree comes from a non-farming background, but she does bring a leadership perspective. She's the president of her local FBLA chapter. She's been to the Missouri Cycle Program, as well as uh, currently going through the Missouri Youth Tour Program. How are you today, guys? Good. Very good. Awesome. Well, we're excited to have you. We're going to jump right into some a few questions. Um, Jacob, I want to ask you first, uh, do you mind talking about some of the programs that you've been a part of that have developed your leadership within the ag industry? Gotcha. Well, specifically within the ag industry, I'd say the organization that's developed my leadership skills the most would be FFA or the Future Farmers of America organization. Um, in that I've been able to serve in a wide variety of different roles, both as a member and as a state FFA officer this past year, which has been a very eye-opening and enlightening experience for me over the past five years of my involvement in FFA. Some of the programs that uh, definitely helped me develop my leadership skills would be academies such as the Public Speaking Academy or the Public Speaking Institute. I was able to go as a member and I was able to gain quite a few public speaking skills, obviously, but more than that is also how to like research and stay up to date on agricultural issues. And it's very important for agricultural leaders to stay informed. And so academies like that are teaching youths in these organizations not only how to communicate and how to convey messages, but also how to find reliable information and other things like that, as well as uh, a couple other organizations or uh, programs in this organization would be, uh, the acronym is HYPE and HYMAX. So people who aren't familiar with that, HYPE is helping youth prepare for excellence, and HYMAX is helping youth maximize their agricultural experiences. Now, this is actually going to be my third year overall being involved with them. I went as a member. I was involved as a state FFA officer. And this year, I'm partaking in the first ever virtual versions of these academies, which has been very interesting in light of all these uh, COVID news and uh, cancellations. But I'm super glad that we're still able to have these because it does a great job of teaching 
young agriculturalists about advocating for agriculture. And so it's teaching them how to be effective communicators, how to tell their personal story in agriculture, uh, how to think towards the future and convey why it's important to be involved in agriculture. And these are just a few of the programs that I've been involved in. There's been there's a wide variety through FFA, um, but oh, another one I'd like to uh, shout out real quick is uh, the State Fair. May or may not be familiar with it. It's called the Drive to Feed Kids program, sponsored through Missouri Farmers Care. I was able to partake in that this last year as a state FFA officer, and it is truly the embodiment of service learning or service leadership, more to be more exact. Uh, FFA members are able to go there and work with countless other FFA members in a big organized service uh, project. And through that, they're able to learn so much about what it means to be a leader, not just how to advance myself, but how to make other people better. And so that's truly what I feel leadership is all about. And that's what members are able to do as they're spending their time at the state fair in this big room with all these other people who care about service to their community and give back by packing meals for other people. And so outside of Drive to Feed Kids, I've also been involved with the Missouri Geno Cattlemen's Association. And that's been an interesting roller coaster for me because I went into that as a freshman. And I said, I'm from a non-traditional farming background. So we now have two steers. And before that, we, you know, I have my dog, my cat, my banana peppers, as you so eloquently <laughs> phrased it a minute ago. So it, suddenly I'm on this uh, show me beef tour and we're touring all these different agriculture <laughs> operations around the state of Missouri. And I tell you, I felt like I had no, I, I, I did not know what I was doing there the first couple of years, but I'm so glad I went because like I mentioned earlier, it's important for young agriculturalists to know about the agricultural industry. And so I can't really be an advocate for agriculture, a leader in agriculture, unless I know agriculture. And so it's been a really interesting experience getting to actually get on the farms and learn about these what the diversity of agriculture in Missouri. And so luckily that's open to all kinds of different youths in uh, Missouri. And I'm glad that I've been a part of that for five years now, has it been? Yeah, you've been there with me through yeah. it all, Andrew, so... Actually, I'm glad you mentioned that, Jacob, because mm -hmm. that's actually where we first met was at the beef tour right, uh, right. with the Missouri Junior Cattlemen's Association. Mm -hmm. And you talked about some great stuff there, and especially the advocacy side of things, because so many, uh, so many kids who are raised on farms, they, they know production agriculture, mm -hmm. but they just don't know how to advocate and how to communicate the good message. Exactly. And so you talked about a lot of stuff Missouri FFA is doing. Other state FFA programs are doing fantastic things as well. So mm -hmm. good stuff. Matthew, um, I want to ask you, do you have anything else that you'd like to add to what Jacob said in terms of what have developed you as a leader? Sure. As you mentioned, I was involved in my local 4-H and state 4-H. And if you're not familiar with 4-H, it stands for Head, Heart, Hands, and Health. Those are the 4-H's. And it starts out when you're younger, eight years old, and it's more of a family-involved organization. So you go to your chapter meetings or your club meetings once a month with your family, very family involved. And that's where I got my true start in agriculture. I grew up on a diversified livestock farm and, you know, agriculture all the way. But until I really became involved in 4-H and got to know all these great people in the industry that built my leadership skills, it just opened this new door of opportunities. I met lifelong friends, I got to go to state fairs, speaking institutes, all sorts of things that just built the person who I am. And it's 4-H and these organizations that make the impact. And it's similar to FFA, but it's more of a family 
based organization. You do it with your family. Um, it's from eight to 18 and it's a very good organization. Absolutely. It's, it's fantastic. And, and one thing 4-H does, if you are a rural kid mm-hmm. and you do know about agriculture, it brings that other perspective. One thing I love about 4-H is it's not just an ag organization. Correct. So I remember when I was little and I went to a 4-H academy and there was everybody from the local dairy farmer down the road to the inner city Kansas City kid. And I remember specifically going to one of those academies and being able to talk about with one of those city kids uh, about what we do on the farm. Yeah. And so that's a great thing. And it brings people together in that aspect. That's what I loved so much about it because I got to meet kids that were in cake decorating and woodworking and beekeeping and so many different things that just weren't involved in agriculture, but still had that same leadership aspect and also involved agriculture in it. Absolutely. So, Bree, I want to go to you next. Uh, You, unlike the rest of us, you do bring a non-ag perspective, but you are very involved with various youth organizations um, in your school and in your community. So let me ask you, what do you personally feel is the limiting factor in youth leadership development? Well, yeah, like you said, I my knowledge of farming is very vague. I did grow up in a small town, so I know that much. And my dad does work for a company that produces equipment for some farming places, but that's about it. Other than that, I'm into leadership roles, and I've been to several conferences, and I love them, and I can provide that knowledge to you guys. The limiting factor that I feel the strongest about is involvement. There is so much out there if you get yourself involved into it and any program is it's what you make it that is what i live by if you go into a program and you're just gonna fly by and just say oh i'll just go to this i'll do that and i don't want to get everything out of it then you're not going to get everything out of it very obviously and you're not going to grow and that's the main problem is a lot of leaders i feel like they have a lot of great leaders and they get involved but we have a limited number of people who actually want to get involved I love to be involved. I know you guys love to be involved, but I feel like people want to lead. They just don't want to be involved in that. That's what we need to work on. Absolutely. Involvement is key in all these things. Um, it's the proximity principle, right? When you get around the people, you become like the people. So when you get involved and get around leaders, you become a better leader. Absolutely. Kayla, I want to hop to you. Um, you have been involved in a lot of science fair stuff. And I want to ask you, what do you feel, um, how are today's youth impacting the future of ag in the terms of technology and research? Absolutely. I think that the um, research and things that we're starting to work on now is what's going to really propel ag into the future and help keep us on track to doing our job, which is ultimately you know, feeding the world kind of thing, which is a huge task to undertake. And so I think it's really important that we take the research question seriously and that we diligently work on um, improving our technology so that we can meet those needs. So I think, just like Bree said, making sure that you're involved and that you're doing your part, um, even finding, you know, researching on your own farm so that you can maximize your own yields and your own production, but also, you know, hopping back to what um, you said, making sure that you're finding other reliable sources and just making sure that we can tie all of that together and be willing to change and learn and adapt. Absolutely. And I know you've done a lot of that personally with various test plots you've done, and it's been outstanding to see the young people our age that are 
I'm interested in science and scientific research, and it gives me hope. I do believe in the future because of those things. Mm. Jacob, let me ask you this. Mm. How do we encourage youth to be more involved, like Bree said, in the ag industry and in these various organizations? I think it's very important because... Particularly for me, whenever I was at the beginning of high school, I had a bit of a predicament where I was kind of struggling to find purpose. You know, what road did I want to go down with my life? And very early on, I came across that one statistic that quite a few people are familiar with, that by the year 2050, world population is going to be over 9 billion people. So because of that, we have to increase current agriculture production by like 60 or 7%, somewhere right in that ballpark right there, which is a giant task we have to take on. And then my advisor one time came to me and said, when I was trying to figure out what career path I wanted to go down, he gave me some of the best advice I've ever had. And I can't remember where he got this quote, but it was that once or twice in your life, you desperately need a doctor or a lawyer. But every day, three times a day, you need a farmer. And I can't think of any greater purpose than making sure that our nation stays fed. And so for me, it was really important stressing the purpose of agriculture. And suddenly I knew that I wanted to be a part of it. As a freshman going into high school, I had no idea what I wanted to do with my life. And after a couple of weeks in FFA, suddenly I realized that I now had a new purpose that I wanted to be involved with this agriculture business. And I'm um, still kind of figuring out what exactly in agriculture I want to do. But I do know that no matter what I do in the future, I want my career to be in agriculture. And so I think that's what's really important with youth today is stressing to them the importance of agriculture, but how it's a very purposeful career that they can go down. And how whenever they contribute to agriculture, they're contributing to something that is so much bigger than just themselves. And I think that's something that resonated with me. And I feel that that is something that would really resonate with youth today uh, to get them involved with agriculture, realize the true importance behind it. Absolutely. And you bring a great perspective in terms of you're wanting to be involved in the industry, Mm -hmm. which is something that we need so much more. And FFA and 4-H and other programs do a great job of bringing people who had no exposure to the industry and developing that passion, like Mm -hmm. you said, for those things. But one other thing I think of is youth and agriculture. Those of us that were involved in production agriculture on a farm growing up, um, the lifestyle and the lessons learned about leadership just by being raised on a farm, I can think of few things in terms of hard work, integrity, um, staying true to your word, failure, all these different lessons we learn through um, being raised on a farm. And uh, I'm very proud to and blessed to have been raised on a farm. But I want to ask Matthew, so many youth today are not staying on the family farm. How do we combat that? Well, really, it's kind of a scary thing. If you imagine, you know, we had parents that lived through the farming crisis yeah. in the 80s. And we look back and like, wow, farming can be tough. And as an individual that wants to be fully employed in production agriculture, it's kind of a daunting task. And so you have to learn and adapt. You have to realize that the industry is forever changing. There is new technology and there's new ways to farm coming out all the time. And you just don't want, just because your parents did it one way, you don't have to. You can do it your own way, become a better farmer than past generations. And it's it's scary, but the benefits, like you mentioned, Pass all the bad things. I mean, you might have long hours, you might have late nights, but the joy of seeing your crop harvested or seeing that calf hit the ground, it's, it's amazing. All the joys, it's, 
truly inspired me. I've always enjoyed being on the farm full time, but it's, it's daunting and it's kind of scary, but we, we can do it. We're American agriculture and we've overcome it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, guys, we've tackled a lot today, but I want to thank each and every one of you for being here and for partaking in this podcast. We hope it was beneficial to all the listeners to help get young people more involved in agriculture and develop their leadership. Before we go, I want to give a quick shout out to all of our team here at A Better Way to Farm. Um, Jacob mentioned the Drive to Feed Kids program within Missouri FFA and within Missouri Farmers Care. And last year, through that program, um, we had what was called Food Insecurity Day at the State Fair. Mm -hmm. And uh, you were there. It was a magnificent thing to see. I believe it was over 800 Missouri FFA members Mm -hmm. come together at the State Fair and in one day pack over 128,000 meals for children who are food insecure all across the state of Missouri. And A Better Way to Farm was a sponsor and a supporter of that program. And we want to thank you guys for that. Thank A Better Way to Farm for your support of youth and agriculture and the service that we do. So thank you all. God bless you for that. We hope that today you truly are having a better day. Thank you for joining us this week on the A Better Way to Farm podcast. If you found value in this episode, we would appreciate you rating us on iTunes or simply sharing with a friend. If you like the show, be sure to subscribe and tune in next time for serious secrets about profitable farming.